welcome to Cover 4. If you're a Section 4 football fan, this is your podcast. I'm Coach Smith, and I'll be your host. The Cover 4 podcast is brought to you by TDS Performance Improvement. 60% of first-time leaders fail. TDS Performance Improvement prevents these failures by verifying often overlooked prerequisites. To see if you have the leadership prerequisites, visit tdspi.com. That's tdspi.com. Click the Let's Have a Conversation button and schedule your free, informative conversation. Our guest today is Tim Burney. He is the football analyst covering the Tioga County teams. Welcome back, Tim. Coach, how are you today? Good. Glad to have you back. And you're one of our uh, number one guys. So go ahead and let it rip, Coach. So uh, this week, let's see, week four in uh, New York State play. Well, week three, but with week zero mixed in there, kind of confusing. Uh, we've got uh, all five teams in Tawood County in action. We'll start with Owego. They are one and two overall, one and zero oh in uh, Division Three of Class B. Uh, their lone win of the season was a divisional win over Johnson City, struggling Wildcat program. Owego beat them twenty to eight. Uh, their other two games they lost to Waverly and to Elmira. Uh, you know they graduated twenty two seniors. They're, they're still struggling to find their identity. And they've really had a problems moving the football this year, only 33 points. And like I said, 20 of those coming against Johnson City. Uh, Spencer Mead's done a nice job at quarterback. Um, they've struggled up front to protect him. They haven't had much luck running the football. Um, like I said, very young, but Coach Berkler does a nice job there. Um, I think, you know, if they can keep everybody in the program, you know, this is a team that, that'll it'll get better over the next year or two as these kids get some seasoning under their belt. Uh, this week, they traveled to Odessa, Montour, Watkins Glen, faced the Seneca Indians. Pretty good program up there. They have uh, Cameron Holland at quarterback, throws a nice ball, can run the football. Trayvon Jones does a little bit of everything for him out of the backfield, wide receiver, you know, goes in motion, catches a lot of balls. One of the best players, I think, in Section 4. Uh, they, they gave Tioga quite a football game, 27-14 last week. Um, I think Owego um, is going to have their hands full up there uh, this week. We'll move on to Newark Valley. The Cardinals uh, graduated 20 players from Class D program. Uh, most times that's going to be a pretty devastating uh, loss and tough to overcome. The Cardinals dropped their uh, week one game against Harpersville Apton, 42 to 33. Uh, offensively, they didn't skip much of a beat. Defensively, they really struggled to stop the Hornets, uh, who were able to run ball pretty much at will. Um, Newark Valley's bounced back the last two weeks with big wins over uh, scoring 62 points, I believe, in both games, beating Bainbridge Guilford and Deposit Hancock. Uh, Mike Wandell at quarterback tremendous uh he can run the football has a great arm you know throws a 90 mile an hour fastball and on the baseball diamond so we can see at quarterback he can he's got a rifle uh landon spoonhour has done a nice job at running back joe sherwood has uh done real well out of the backfield or you know catching passes at split end excuse me and then max flesher luke rankavich 
couple of other nice running backs. They, they seem to plug them in up at Newark Valley. Uh, the offensive line, uh, we'll see. They'll get, they'll get um, this week they play Dryden, another team struggling. Uh, they're 0-3 this season. They've given up 147 points, scored just 21. I think Newark Valley will probably have another big, big week offensively. But they'll get tested after Dryden. They uh, play back-to-back road games at Tioga and Delhi uh, in their division. So that'll give us a really big uh, indication of, of how good this Cardinal team is. Uh, I, I think they're going to surprise some people, but, I, you know, they already uh, exceeded some people's expectations. I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, they've been lucky to win two or three games with all the kids they graduated. That coaching stepped up there is too good for this team just to fall into an abyss. Um, I figured they'd win four or five games this year. And like I said, we'll see how good they are. Uh, by going to Tioga and Dalhai in back-to-back weeks. Let's move on to uh, Spec, Spencer Vanette and Kander. Eight-man football, they are ranked number two in the state. Uh, and there, there's a good reason for that. They are scoring 62 points a game in their two wins and only giving up six. Uh, they'll play Thomas Edison this week. I happened to watch uh, my first-ever eight-man football game last weekend. Uh, two weekends ago, Thomas Edison beat Notre Dame. Uh, the Spartans better than they were last year. Um, so that, you know, it's good to see a program moving in the right direction. They run the football well. Um, we'll see if they can match up with the Eagles. I mean, this spec team, Nick Thomas at quarterback, Devin Beach at fullback slash tight end. They've got Jason Terraberry on the split as a split end, Logan Newell. Logan Newell, Cameron Smith, they've got athletes up there. Um, they're physical on defense. Uh, Devin Beach is a man among boys. Um, you know, if he catches the ball out in space, good luck one-on-one tackling him. And then they hand the ball off to him, and, you know, he's a, he's a load to bring down. Um, you know, I think they're going to be – they are the team to beat, I believe, in, in Section 4. I think Green – is pretty solid. Um, Newfield has played okay, but I think um, I think it comes down to Speck and Green this year, and yeah. uh, should be fun to watch. Yeah. Also, in that eight-player uh, classification, Groton is ranked statewide number nine, and Teberg or Trumansburg number ten. So, that- yeah, my bad. I, yep, you're right. I overlooked both those teams. Both pretty solid teams. Um, you know, Groton's only given up eight points in two games, good defensively, you know, and the funny thing is you look at that Groton and, uh, Green both played 11 man football as recently as two years ago and same with spec. And now they're all having success on the eight man front. Um, we'll see, I think, um, Groton and Trumansburg play soon. So that'll be a big, uh, that's a big battle in that division because, uh, they're in the division seven and, uh, I think the winner of that game has a pretty good shoe in for one of the top two seeds in uh, the eight-man football playoffs. So let's move a little bit west in the county. We'll get to Waverly. A uh, perhaps the biggest surprise for me um, in Tyler County. Not perhaps, definitely. I know I I tabbed them at five and five in my preseason picks. And uh, Jason Miller gave me a little grief over that. <laughs> and they are they are currently four and all, and they've only allowed twenty points in those three games. One of those was on a kick return. Uh, 
they, they, their defense is um, extremely quick. Uh, their secondary, they're tough to throw on because their secondary's um, very, very athletic. So, you know, and I don't think they've even hit strides yet offensively. I think the best is yet to come. Uh, sophomore quarterback Joey Tommaso has done a nice job. He keeps progressing, keep improving. Um, he's found a uh, running mate and sophomore Jay Pfeiffer, um, who, if you know any any uh, Section Four fans, if they remember the name Tommy Kingston uh, from about yeah, 25, 30 years ago, he was a uh, tremendous three-sport athlete here at Waverly State wrestling champion, uh, tremendous football and baseball player. That is, uh, uh, that would be. Uh, Mr. Pfeiffer's uncle. So he's got good bloodlines going there. So I know they've got Brady Blauveld at, at another split end who's had 10 catches in a game just recently. Um, they, they really like to throw the ball. They've got a couple big running backs who can uh, can pound the ball a little bit when they need to. Um, they they play uh, Ithaca this week, another struggling program. Um, Little Red, I believe they're 0-3 up there. And uh, no, excuse me. They're one and two. And, you know, so Waverly's going to go up there. They'll have their hands full because Ithaca's athletic or they've got a lot of numbers, but I, you know, I think Waverly beat them two years ago and um, they're not going to be intimidated by walking onto a, you know, a field against a double a team. Uh, the Wolverines there, it gets tougher for them though. They're, they play uh, Ithaca this week and then drive. Biden next week. So there's a good chance they walk into Odessa Montour, Watkins Glen battle at six and all. And then they, not only do they play the Seneca Indians in week seven or six, they follow that up with Oneana and Susquehanna Valley. So it, they're going to be tested the last three weeks of the season. Um, the division crown will probably be decided when they play at Odessa Montour, Watkins Glen, um, both teams right now, one and zero in the division. Um, both still have to play Dryden aside from playing each other. So obviously you know how important winning that division is so that you don't have to play Shenango Forks in the Class B or Class C semifinals. Um, not that Norwich or Susquehanna Valley will be a cakewalk, but it, you know you, you definitely have a better shot of getting to the finals against Shenango Forks than you do getting the finals if you have to play Shenango Forks in the semifinals. And... Last but not least, big, big game this week in Class D football section four, Tioga, which uh, jumped into the number one spot in uh, Tuesday's rankings. Uh, Climber Climber Sherman Panama, the two-time defending state champion uh, who beat Tioga consecutive years in the uh, state semifinals. They were beaten 22 to nothing by another old state playoff nemesis of Tioga. That would be Randolph. So Tioga jumps into the number one spot. They had the Delhi Saturday. Uh, Delhi three and zero. They've outscored their opponents one hundred and eleven to thirty three, uh, while Tioga has outscored their opponents in three games one hundred and twenty four to twenty six. So statistically, as far as point differential goes, quite similar. Uh, Tioga running game that's averaging well over three hundred yards per game, and a passing attack that's actually averaging about 125 yards, 120 yards a game. So they're putting out about 420 to 25 yards per game. Um, and that balance is going to make them very tough to defend as the season progresses. Uh, I know Delhi, um, pretty big up front. So they've got an advantage over Tioga there. 
Walton showed last night with a couple uh, possessions, lengthy possessions that, you know, Tioga, if they have an Achilles heel, it's, it's that between the tackles, being able to run the ball, being physical and running the ball between the tackles. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. You know, Emmett Wood uh, closing in on 6,000 career rushing yards. Uh, Nick Aiello, Coach Nick Aiello, 99 career wins. So this Saturday could be a milestone for him. Uh, very, very good football team. Um, I, I think, uh, like I think I told you in the preseason, I'll be shocked if this team doesn't represent Section 4 in the state playoffs. And for the first time in, you know, a long First time ever, I, I actually picked one of my teams to win a state title. So not that I'm putting any pressure on them, but I think they're a, they're a pretty good squad. And, and to be honest with you, Coach, um, I think the expectations around this program this year are sky high. You know, they have been, and I think everybody involved, you know, will be disappointed if they if they don't at least get to the state finals. So, you know, that that's uh, when you when you put your program in position like Coach Aiello has to have those type of expectations, not only from your community and maybe from the media, but from your team itself. Um, I, I think that's a testament to the job he's done there. I mean, you look at 11 seasons plus, you know, actually last year was 10, you know, it was a half a season. So basically 11 full seasons, he's got 99 wins. Yeah, and he always does a really so, good job putting uh, good student athletes on the field, and he's really solid. Their their programs are solid in fundamentals and in their you know blocking and tackling, and then the traditional ball handling position. And he always has those go to running backs that are are just workhorses for a number of years. So yeah, that he's always got that program set up for success, and they're fun to watch. As are all these teams in Section Four. It's just so good to be back. And, and I'll tell you, Coach, too, if you get a chance to see Tioga play, watch their linebackers because Emmett Wood is not only one of the best tailbacks in the state, he's a tremendous linebacker, and he's got another senior there, Isaac Peterson, who, um, you know, I always thought Tyler Spires was the best linebacker I've seen at Tioga in the, the years I've been covering them. And it's funny because he's around the program now a little bit, and we got talking one day last week um, when I happened to be up there uh, shooting a – soccer game I believe I ran into him and I joked with him I said you know the Peterson kid might be the he might hit harder than you and he laughed and he said I always thought I was the best linebacker from Tioga now I'm not so sure I mean he can really play <laughs> yeah. and then they've got another one the Duncanson uh Osman Duncanson who transferred in from uh they his parents bought a place right in Nichols uh or in Tioga excuse me and you know he's going to Tioga this year uh he's playing linebacker and he's been a tremendous uh, addition. So those three linebackers are, I, you know, I haven't seen everybody else in section four, but in the small school ranks, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a better trio of linebackers than what they've got. Nice. Well, have you got anything else, Tim? No, I just, you know, again, props to uh, coach Miller and the Waverly Wolverines for their start at four and zero. you know, we're, we're looking at uh, Tioga at three and zero. Uh, Newark Valley two and one, uh, spec unbeaten, you know, we go struggling a little bit, but that was kind of to be expected with, with the graduation losses they had. But, uh, you know, I think you'll see them improve as the season goes on. It's just a great, great year. Not only that just to have football back period, but a great year to be in uh, a section or a Tywood County football fan. I mean, you know, right now the collective record of, 
like 13 and three. So not too bad at all. Yeah. And, and I have a soft spot for the Tioga County. That's where I got my coaching start. As I was alluding to with you, it was uh, coaching in the Oigo Appalachian junior football league for uh, a couple of years while I was playing with the jets. And then also I got a chance to coach there at the high school in Oigo. And uh, I really appreciate what I got there as far as, you know, the, the knowledge and the opportunity. So yeah, it's very exciting uh, time to be a, a section four football fan. Uh, Tim, thank you for uh, all your knowledge and insight that you share with us. I know our listeners really appreciate that. The numbers reflect that and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Tim. Hey coach. Thank you. Welcome to the week four preview of the section four football season. Our guest analyst today is our steady guy, Roger Neal, the sports voice of the Southern Tier. Let her rip, Roger. All right, Tim, thank you very much. A quick uh, recap of uh, several big games last weekend. Maine Enwell keeps rolling. They up their record to 3-0, and uh, uh, win 31-7 against Horseheads. Horseheads falls to 2-1. and The Forks clobbering Susquehanna Valley 40-0, and Windsor upends Norwich 12-8 in a big battle between those two schools. Now, Coming up this weekend, certainly a marquee matchup will be two backyard rivals, and it doesn't get much better than rivalry for these two teams. ME at UE in Ty Cobb Stadium set for Friday night. UE is coming off a win 20-13 against Vestal. Of course, ME coming up with their third win of the season over Horseheads. A big question mark, Jordan Owen was injured in that win last weekend. A key two-way player for Maine Endwell status is unknown at this stage of the week. So we'll see if that has uh, a, a situation that really impacts Maine Enwell. But have to hurt in some way because he's a tremendous player. But uh, you talk about evenly matched teams, even though they're not in the same classification. In B play, for example, Maine Enwell, 113 points scored, 28 against. UB Tigers have scored 135 points and given up 27. So the newfound offense for the Tigers has been rolling. And ME's defense certainly will get a big test coming up this weekend. Also this weekend, in the western part of Section 4, Horseheads will match up at Corning on Friday evening. Horseheads is 2-1 coming off that loss at Maine Endwell. And Corning is continuing to put up big numbers, crushing the Bigham and Patriots 61-19. So it's Horseheads 2-1 against undefeated Corning coming up on Friday at Corning. Also a couple of other good matchups set for this weekend, Windsor. Uh, game at Johnson City. Windsor is 3-0, and and they'll match up against the Wildcats yet to win. Also, uh, in uh, play involving Norwich, Norwich looking to rebound. They play at Sydney. Norwich now, after that loss this past weekend, 3-1. and Meanwhile, Sydney 0-3 looking for their first victory. So those are some of the big key matchups coming up this weekend. It should be another exciting time for Section 4 football fans. Tim? Yeah, absolutely. One other one, Roger, we'll touch on a little bit is Susquehanna Valley and Shenango Valley, the battle of what I call the the um, the battle of the valleys. Uh, Susquehanna Valley's kind of uh, taken on the uh, chin here the last couple of weeks, and Shenango uh, Valley is a team that's really coming back around now. So that itself should also be a, a very good game as well. Absolutely, and and again, you look at that. You know, um, uh, the records are not as impressive, certainly as ME and UE, but it's the same kind of rivalry. So when you have those games, records, stats, the first snap, it's all over and you start again. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. Uh, some of the rankings right now, Roger, in double A, we've got uh, Corning is ranked number 17th. And honorable mention is Elmira in the A classification. UE has jumped into the top 25, coming in at number 24. And honorable mention is Horseheads. The uh, B classification may end well again after uh, three weeks. Has continued to be ranked number one in Class B. Windsor comes in at number 18. The C classification is really, I feel, one of the stronger classifications, as I alluded to last week. Shenango Forks is number six. Norwich is ranked 12th, immediately followed by Waverly at 13. An honorable mention, you have Oneana and Watkins Glen Odessa Montour. So, again, team that uh, from Section 4 that gets their way out of uh, that C classification division into the, the state level has uh, probably got really good uh, things ahead of them at the state level. In the, in the D division, uh, you've got Tioga at number one now. And you've got uh, Harpersville Afton at number 11, followed at Delhi number 14. And actually, those two teams play each other this weekend. Harpersville Afton uh, plays Walton. So that should be a really good game. And in the eight-player classification, now keep in mind, we've got 13 teams in Section 4 that play eight-player football. We've got six of them that are ranked in the state. You've got Spencer Van Etten at number two, Green at six, Groton at nine, followed immediately by T-Berg or Trumansburg at number 10. And an honorable mention, you've got Lansing and Newfield. So uh, there's going to be some really good representation uh, out of Section 4 come playoff time in section and also at the state level as well. So that wraps up week four preview. Thanks again, Roger. Really appreciate that. Take care. All right. You too, Jim. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. And remember, tell your friends. Coach Smith says, visit cover4.com and be the next fan up. In football and life, it's not where we line up. It's where we wind up. Thank you for listening to the Cover 4 Podcast.